Welcome to Bump, Grind, and Rosé. This is our weekly podcast where we talk about all things wine and beverages and <laughs> such. I am one half of your co-hosting team here. My name is Zach. I'm the production manager here at the Seacoast Rep. And I'm Elise. I'm the company manager. We're so excited to be having you here tonight. It's our 11th episode. It's crazy. Very, very exciting to be here. Yes. Um, and this week, if you're new to our podcast, radio show, know that we always pair some sort of spirit, wine, beverage, libation of sorts with a vibe, with a musical vibe. All of these vibes together. (laughs) We create a full hour plus long experience for you. Full experience. Full experience. So this week... Elise, what is the the libation that we're talking about this week? It's actually my personal drink of choice. Ooh. This is my go-to, a gin and tonic. Ooh, I am a big gin and tonic fan as oh, well. Oh, man, it's good. They're, the tonics from Target, that are in those glass little bottles. Oh. They're, they're like six in a pack. They're like... Mwah, chef's kiss. Those I are will so have good. to. I'll have to try that out. There's like a bunch of different flavors, like a pink one and a yellow one, and a, I don't are know. Are they the different flavor. flavors? Yes, they're <laughs> different flavors. But I just know them as pink one and yellow one. Oh, I think I saw those. They're like infused with different stuff. Yes. There's like an elderflower yes. one, maybe. Mm-hmm. I might be yeah. making that up. This but. is amazing. It's chef's kiss. Yeah, excellent. So with gin and tonics, though, we were thinking about where would you be? What would we be talking about today? So today's playlist is all about this idea that you have your gin and tonic in like your English library. Yes. <laughs> and you are maybe a thunderstorm is raging outside and you are solving a murder. Maybe you're Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> maybe you're flipping through you have bulletin boards with red string and you're connecting the dots. Um so today we're hoping to take you on a journey of random conspiracy theories. I'm so excited. And if I have, you know, we always have a little wine facts or beverage facts. So I have here in front of me, the gin and tonic was actually created by English people in India when they were there. And it was first a cure for malaria because tonic water, the like quinine and the tonic water cured malaria, but it was gross, like real gross, zero out of 10 experience. But they added things like gin and the elderflower and the stuff to like and lime. make it taste nice. And thus the gin and tonic was born. That's so good. <sighs> Imagine you're just like, I want I don't want malaria I'm currently, anymore. I'm currently like thinking about my gin and tonic experience. I think personally, like I love the imagery of the red string on on corkboard. <laughs> but my gin and tonic experience is like out on my porch in the warm weather. Yes. Like oh. Sipping back a gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's such an easy drink to make, and it's like just like so delicious and satisfying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, Elise has really prepared most of these conspiracy theories. So much research, you guys. I'm <laughs> so excited to like blow your minds with these ridiculous things that I found on the internet. So every song in the playlist has some connection to one of the conspiracy theories. Correct. Every when when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit about some famous pop culture conspiracy theories that Elise has prepared. I know nothing about any of them yet. I know all of his genuines are going to be like in the moment, very authentic and real. And then we have some theater ones, some movie musical stuff um, in the third half. And then we have a very special, we'll be doing our compatibilities with a very special person we'll announce later in the episode. Very excited about that as well. Very excited. Let's take it away. We have, do you want to describe what song we're doing first? Okay. Well, so you just heard Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. And um, the conspiracy conspiracy theory around Avril Lavigne is actually twofold. So um, 
that Hayes in Avril Lavigne's song Girlfriend was claimed to be super close to Tony Basil's Mickey from 1982. That the Hey Mickey. Hey, yep, exactly. Um, but lyrically seemed to rip off I Want to Be Your Boyfriend by the Rubenews. They settled out of court, but the whole thing could, according to some, not be Avril's fault at all Uh because she's dead. (laughs) I think I've heard this, actually. There is a theory that she was unable to cope with the pressure of fame at the start of her career and started using a body double named Melissa. At some point, Avril allegedly died, possibly by suicide, Uh and Melissa became the full-time replacement. This theory is based in part on the subtle physical differences appearing between (laughs) 2003 and 2016, you it's know, like, like anybody older. has. <laughs> um, and in part because the real Avril would obviously only wear pants, where Melissa, the double, prefers skirts and dresses. Oh, no. Delicious, right? It's I heard that one. one. Can you imagine yes. if that's real? How wild that this like pop machine wanted just her like to stay that. alive. And it, just, well, like, exactly. And there are so many like that. Oh, like, wow. just buckle up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my it's gosh. so funny. Um, you want to hear the next one yeah, before well, we dive back into some yes, some more well, tell music? Me about it. Okay, so um, our next two songs are Beatles songs, actually. Okay, love well, that. one is by the Beatles and one is by George Harrison specifically. Um, and the the conspiracy about the Beatles is that they didn't ever exist. Okay, um, yes. not in that. The Beatles didn't exist because obviously they did. We have yeah, I concerts mean, and it, unlike that and, movie yeah. that just came out where they formulated this world in which the Beatles didn't exist and the guy used all of the music for him his own fame. I don't know if you've <laughs> heard of that. See this okay, movie, great. No. Another conspiracy. Um okay, so let's see. Uh we've got oh my gosh, I can't even work my way through my notes. I feel like a crazy person right now. I'm just gonna read it all. Okay. Yeah. So George Harrison was accused of stealing the nineteen sixty three Chiffon's hit He's So Fine with his song, My Sweet Lord, it was determined in courts that he was guilty of subconscious plagiarism. But who can blame him? He was stressed from a hectic, unsustainable work schedule, according to those who created the website, The Beatles Never Existed, Uh where they have diligently tracked the height, placement of facial features, and teeth of the four members of the Beatles in an effort to prove that the Beatles were a revolving door of actors and body doubles to uphold the incredibly busy schedule of performances, tours, and public appearances. Another theory is that in 1966, Paul McCartney died in a car crash and was secretly replaced by a lookalike named Billy Shears. This is based largely on what the believers see as clues left by the surviving members of the Beatles. Take, for example... The cover of Abbey Road, which resembles a funeral procession with John Lennon as the clergyman dressed in white, Ringo Starr as the mourner in black, McCartney as the dead man with no shoes, and George Harrison as the grave denigger in denim. There are also clues buried in the band's songs, including Lennon saying, I buried Paul in the end of Strawberry Fields Forever. He's actually saying cranberry sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why I love you, oh, the very angry in the room here guest. Um, but why, like the idea then that the fake Paul McCartney then would be like all for implanting this stuff, or they were just doing it without him knowing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he was in that picture of the Abbey Road procession, quote unquote. Right. So like they were just like, here, take your shoes off. 
We're not going to tell you why. Well, no, I think <laughs> it was probably at that point he was already replaced. I see. Um, by Billy Shears. So Billy just like assumed the identity. Oh. It's so wild. I really love it, though. So we're going to play. Come Together. Come Together by the Beatles and My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. All right. Enjoy.
so excited to have you here with us tonight as we talk about superstitions while we just sip on our gin and tonics. Um, if we, if you're joining us with on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, welcome as well. And if you haven't found us there already, search Seacoast Rep Radio on either platform and you'll find us. You can find all of our shows there as well as leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if anyone's claimed their bottle of wine from you yet. That is correct. No one has yet <laughs> sent us a screenshot of their review. their review and is not entitled to a free bottle of wine. So wow. I guess everyone hates us, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like episode 75. We're going to be like, if you want your bottle of wine, <laughs> feel free to check it. Everyone's listening. So be like, now I'll leave you a review of just now. Just. They're really naggy. (laughs) How rude. Zero out of ten. Anyway, so this segment, we like to um, either do a longer story time or game or thing. And this week, Elise has done a ton of research on a bunch more conspiracy theories. And she's going to regale me with some stories. I'm very excited about it. Yes. All right. So um, this would probably actually be a really good time to jump ahead and do... The uh, Carter and Knowles family uh, saga that I have. So a lot of your conspiracy theories are like pop culture based? They are, yeah, because I was trying to find things that would connect to musical selections that we could, you know, share. Carter and Knowles of Beyonce? Yeah, we got some Beyonce, we got some Blue Ivy, we got some Jay-Z. Okay, I'm ready. We've got uh, a little little, uh, Solange. Mm. All right, so the first part of this (laughs) multi-part segment... (laughs) Is that uh, the conspiracy that Blue Ivy is not really Beyonce's baby? Wow. Um, based on Beyonce's loose grasp, <laughs> loose grasp of her own due date, her on again, off again baby bump, mm-hmm. and most famously, the video of her sitting down on Australian TV that appears to show her stomach folding in half. Ooh. So the the conspiracy is that she faked a pregnancy with like fake baby bumps um, while using a surrogate um, because she's barren. So hold on, a yes. surrogate's you it's still your egg, but just in somebody else. Potentially. So it's like um, there. Are, I think there's like multiple levels to that. Like uh-huh. you can um, implant your partner's sperm into an egg in another woman I if see. you don't have your own and have her, got it, got it, got or it. you can implant egg and sperm into someone else to grow the baby. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. So the, the yes, the theory is that she's barren. However, there's an alternate theory Uh-oh. that um, she's not barren. She's lying about her age, and that Solange is not her sister, but in fact her daughter. <laughs> to buy this, you have to buy the theory that Beyonce was born in 1974, not 1981, as she claims, and that means she would have been in her early teens when Solange was born. Um, the, the basis for this theory is. An anonymous posting on a message board from someone who claims to have heard the truth from Beyonce's cousin. Wow. Very direct from the source. Which is just my favorite. So she's either barren or not. And if she's not, she gave birth to Solange and everyone's lying. Um, also, 
Oh my God, there's just, there's so much. And I really love it all. <laughs> there's a lot of Illuminati speculation with oh, um, yeah, Beyonce, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it says the power couple rose to fame because of their connections with the Illuminati, which first became clear when Jay-Z named his label Rockefeller. Uh-huh. The Rockefeller family apparently has a deep history with the Illuminati. Um, and... <laughs> Beyonce's ties come through Jay-Z, but she's done her own work to assault the world with Illuminati propaganda, including her 2013 Super Bowl halftime performance and video for Crazy in Love, which showed her occult rebirth. Um, Blue Ivy is an acrostic for born living under evil, Illuminati's very youngest. (laughs) Whitney Houston was killed by the Illuminati as a blood sacrifice for Blue Ivy. Okay, okay. Um, and this is a sort of a, a, a tangent. Um, Left Eye uh, has a connection with the Illuminati in her very name, a nod to the Eye of Horus, and a reference to the all-seeing eye, which is everywhere in Illuminati in imagery. Uh-huh. She was killed, perhaps, because she knew natural healing secrets that would take down the pharmaceutical industry. Dang. So there's a lot to unpack. There's so in this much one. there. I know. I know. There's a lot going on. And I think that the biggest thing for me, hard to like, you know, Kim Kardashian just had. She talked about like having a surrogate for I think her second kid? Question mark. I don't know. But I don't know as much about the Kardashians. But like, I think a lot of the like these million dollar celebrities like don't want to have their child because they don't want to stretch out their bods. bods and you know just like have someone else birth their baby and then they like have a baby yep but also don't have to get their body back the way they want it you right know? and they don't have to put their life on pause when their ankles swell and everything else and then you know it, there's a thing of like when women do anything we always crit you know like how dare they do this or how dare they do that like she wanted to have a surrogate but people if she people would say something so maybe it, maybe she did fake it but like I don't know. <laughs> Her announcing. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. I People remember, can do whatever they want, but like, oh my God. <laughs> when she announced her pregnancy was at the VMAs, I believe. She like had this like sparkly shoes. She did love on top and like at the end of the number, dropped the microphone, like ripped the jacket open and like rubbed her belly on TV. All fake. Oh, all fake. It was stunning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one last little piece that I need to okay. share with you. So Aaliyah. You remember Aaliyah? Yeah, she's the one who passed, died in the plane. Yeah. Killed by the Illuminati because she didn't want to be a part of their devious dealings. Uh-oh. This theory circles back to Beyonce, who supposedly would do what the evil overlords wanted. When Aaliyah proved an unwilling member in the Illuminati, she was killed and replaced with Beyonce, who is now living the life that was meant for Aaliyah. Oh my God. It's truly insane. I want to know how one joins the Illuminati. <laughs> like, are they real? I don't they, know. They, if, I don't do they know choose if, you? I don't think, yeah, I don't think you have a choice. I think you're selected. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You have to have, probably have millions of dollars first, right? Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They need, yeah, they need money to spread the, <laughs> the, the message. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got the gospel. It. Yeah. So that's my uh, Knowles Carter Aaliyah trifecta. Ooh, Illuminati. Dude, I feel like we need music for when we like. Illuminati confirmed. Yes. So, yeah. So, I think up next we'll play some Beyonce. Beyonce and Solange. So, we have coming up first Blue, which mm-hmm. features Blue Ivy. Yes, indeed. Uh, and in, Acrostic. The track. And then we have Solange Cranes in the Sky. 
Feel those men. 
to bump grind and rosé that was cranes in the sky by solange either beyonce's sister or daughter however you want to look Depending at on your beliefs i guess <laughs> blending on what <laughs> conspiracy theories you subscribe to or not Good grief. um as we are here at the seacoast rap theater here in portsmouth i thought it fun to look up some theater musicals based conspiracy theories and surprisingly i couldn't find too many but i found a good list of on the onstage blog um of conspiracy theories related to greece and to some from the wizard of oz not wicked but just like the movie version of the wizard of oz and so (laughs) one of the things i want put out there i hate greece (laughs) like i (laughs) zero out of ten (laughs) subscribe to greece the movie or the musical both just not my cup of tea. Um, but this uh, conspiracy theory, it's a list of them, but the first one i just got me really good. <laughs> this theory says, uh, that alleges that Sandy, Sandy, Sandy and Danny <laughs> were dead the whole time. Ah! So this theory has done some rounds on the internet, um, and it all rests on a somewhat strange ending of the film. If you remember, at least in the end of Greece, they like get in the car and it like like, flies up to the sky. I wish more things ended that way, (laughs) but okay. After Sandy says, okay, I'll change my whole personality and friends and outfits just so you like me. Man, fair, 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 um, fair, 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 fair. <laughs> my own personal biases <laughs> very present. Um, so one suggestion says that actually the summer where they had their summer love, Danny didn't save Sandy from drowning. When like she, she talks was, about in the song, right? Yeah, and she goes into a coma. <gasps> parentheses during which she dreams of being in high school with Danny. Then when Danny attempts at rescuing her on the beach, fail. She sees herself flying off to heaven. Oh, so Sandy was dead. Right. Oh, my God. And so Olivia Newton-John was asked about this theory (laughs) and sees that she was unconvinced because there are no flying cars. Like the movie was based on the musical that came out before the movie and the right. flying car was specifically added to the movie. It's not something that's like, they just felt like that would be playing. like a fun, cool thing Quirky, to do artistically. And, yeah. 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 But a lot of people subscribe to this idea that this is just like, I forget the, um, it's a famous book, like a early American literature when the, uh, I think it's like bridge over owl something um, where the person is like about to be hanged off like a moving train over like this bridge. And like, right before he gets hung he imagines like this whole life for him and like he escapes and gets in the river and the thing and the book the book ends with him just falling and dying. and dying but like this idea of like this train of thought that can happen and like imagining this whole world and living and like all this having the um, full experience right so they're suggesting like a similar like oh my god idea that- when in actuality it was probably some movie exec that was like high off his balls and was like <laughs> you know it'd be a really good idea we have best of our job budget if the car just like goes into the sky at the end you know we have like a couple hundred thou left in the cg budget <laughs> We're going to hire an artist. To, yeah, that would be really cool. Everyone will remember. We'll definitely win Best Let's Picture do now. do that. <laughs> that just got me good. Oh, that's great. I love so, that. Whether you believe it or not, uh, that's the conspiracy about Greece. That's great. At least, did you have another cons- good one. conspiracy oh. on your on Don't your you list? know it, baby. I'm so excited for these. <sighs> Are you ready for this? Yes. Stevie Wonder isn't blind. What? <laughs> I know. 
Okay, so Stevie Wonder was born in 1950, six weeks premature. So he's put in a newborn incubator, like you do. Is he blind? Was he blind his whole life? Yes. Yeah, so he was born six weeks premature, um, put into an incubator, and doctors didn't know at the time that the high levels of like oxygen like the extra high levels of oxygen in the incubators can damage the human eye Mm. um so he's been blind since birth basically since birth like not born blind but blind since he was put in the incubator and his eyes were damaged um except there are some skeptics uh based on a whole series of what they deem proof uh including um, the visual imagery of his songs, his preference for sitting courtside at NBA games, his reputation as a childhood prankster, um, the fact that he took a photo of himself with a Michael Jackson wax statue, and uh, it seems he at one point caught a mic stand mid-fall. Oh. Like Daredevil. <laughs> But yes, that's the proof that Stevie Wonder is not in actuality blind. So are they suggesting that a rich blind man should just like pretending to be blind still for the fame of being a blind (laughs) musician? But like all the the proof pieces are like he went to a courtside basketball game. He like takes photo. Like, is there idea that if you're blind, you should just like sit in a dark room and not do like if I was rich and blind, like I'm not going to buy a ticket to sit in the rafters at the Lakers game. Like if I have that amount of money, I'm s- still going to sit courtside. Yeah, you if you're going to be mean? there. And like, that's the thing is like, you can hear it and you can hear what's happening and why right. not? And you might have friends that are there and it's like yeah, a social yeah. thing. And, and if you're that else. much of a celebrity, you can't just like sit with the like regular the, peasants. The noobs in the You're going to just be like mobbed in the Staples Center. Exactly. You know? I, Yeah. I like, mean, I'm going to I'm going to just say this is not my I'm like, Elise, how dare you believe? <laughs> how dare? It's so funny. Um, and you yeah, have a so that's a good one. And we have a song coming up, uh, Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. song, which will, you know, maybe we can tell through the, the sound waves. Yep. If he's blind or not. Or d- listen for the imagery. I don't know if there is any in this song, yeah. but let's do you want to share another story? Or do you want to cut to Stevie Wonder? No, let's play some Stevie, let's and then we're gonna play. We're gonna play another song after that, and we're gonna come back, and I'm gonna explain the significance this, of that. Okay, so it's, it's the first. It's a really good one. So next up is "Superstition" by Stevie Wonder. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Bum Grind and Rosé. That was Roar by Katy Perry, and I am very excited to hear what the controversy or conspiracy is around Katy Perry. Are you ready for this? Did you know, one side tangent, did you know Katy Perry used to be a Christian artist before she ever became a pop icon? I think I did know that. I forget. I think... I don't know if she used the same name. I don't think she did. Yeah. But she released a whole Christian album. Oh, my goodness. Before she ever went into pop. Well, her name before she became Katy Perry might possibly have been, drumroll, <laughs> John Benet Ramsey. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy. It's just like not what I was expecting to come out of your mouth at all. <laughs> the conspiracy is that Katy Perry is a grown-up John Benet Ramsey, whose parents Damn. sacrificed her youth beauty queen uh, situation mm-hmm. so that she become could become famous later in life. And this is all um, from a YouTube video from a guy named Dave, Dave Johnson, um, where he proves his point with photos of John Benet Ramsey's parents uh. next to photos of the parents of the Katy Perry character, in quotes. Are they different um, people? They're they different very, very distinctly different oh, people. Great. So yeah. he's real crazy. Um, he also blends pictures of a young John Benet Ramsey with pictures of a grown up Katy Perry, like blends them together uh-huh. and says that their features line up perfectly, but they don't. How old was John Benet when she was kidnapped? I don't like, know. Like young, though, like. Very young. And so like those, I wonder how those pictures of her even. (laughs) I think there's like aging programs you can send things through and stuff. So he's probably trying to do that. But like, woof. I just, it really tickled me though when I saw that Katy Perry is a grown up John JonBenet Ramsey. I would, what if in like, you know, 10 years they like DNA test her or something and they're like. <gasps> and it's real. Is, <laughs> that one guy is going to be so psyched. We're going to be like on the record here being like. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> How stupid. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that, I thought that was a really good one. Uh, so are we ready to jump into some compatibility? I think so. Yes. Yeah. So for the last couple of weeks, if you're familiar with our podcast, we've been doing our astrological compatibilities with some of our favorite Seacoast rep people. Yeah. And whether or not you think horoscopes are true or just another conspiracy theory, we believe them. (laughs) And you're wrong. suck it. (laughs) This is a conspiracy theory I subscribe to. Everyone else can get out. Um, so this week we have a, we had a request, we had a, a demand. Yes, an ask, so. an ask, a gentle <laughs> ask. I got threats in my email box <laughs> of someone that wanted to be included in our in our yes. compatibility. And he's new to astrological horoscoping, you know, super new. But as we can already tell based on his reference to it about seven times since we got in the room, he's he's into it. Yeah. He's like feeling it. He downloaded CoStar. He added us. Should yes. should we reveal who we're we're matching with today? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. We are matching with our resident sound designer here at the Seacoast Rap, and our wonderful radio extravagant commentator off my commentator, oh, yes. Andrew Cameron. He's about the Illuminati. <laughs> He's here. He's the engineer that figures all this mis- mystical shit. Yeah, he makes out. all the magic work, and I yeah. can't even Shizwaz, tell. Yeah. 
yes. I would be lost without him. Honestly. Yes, truly. There's too many plugs and cables and microphones. Oh, yeah, I could never. No. Um. All right. So we have Andrew's charts. He's friended us both on CoStar, as you can do as well. And we see he is a Capricorn sun, a Pisces moon, and a Leo rising, which I think is really interesting. It gives me already a little bit of uh, insight on Mr. Cameron. Um, so that Elise- makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> so Elise, do you want to share with uh, some of the, the high points of your compatibility with Andrew? Um, yeah. I only got a chance to look through this a little bit, but um, okay. So my son is in Libra, meaning I am fundamentally oriented towards fairness and justice. Um, and Andrew's son is in Capricorn meaning they are fundamentally responsible, serious, efficient, and rational. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that means that, like, we're kind of on the same page. Like, rationality and justice and fairness and... I think I think that makes it all seem like we're pretty compatible. However, Uh-oh. I go on a little further and it says <laughs> this can be a difficult pairing as neither of you are particularly good at opening up emotionally, which is hard for me to stomach because I feel like I'm <laughs> one of the most emotional people on the planet. Um, Maybe they mean like Capricorns definitely have a hard time opening up emotionally. Maybe yeah. it's like you're prying in there and they're like get away from me it says you are very social by nature and feel like you're missing out if you're not surrounded by people while they tend to prefer the company of a few close friends Mm. their strictness may encroach upon your sensitive tenderness Mm -hmm. while your indecisive and flaky nature can aggravate them if you are able to find common ground you will help push them out of their comfort zone and they will be a stable springboard for all of your ideas Oh. So I think it's there's promise there. I also think it's interesting to to share these compatibilities because while a lot of this is good for friendships, mm-hmm. our friendships are not typical in that we are also all coworkers. Yeah. So we already have a common goal in mind. We have projects that we right. work on collaboratively and we can't be, you know, bickery and stupid because we work together so it kind of like forces some of those more like tenuous and and silly Mm. issues out the door because we're we're here to do a job and we do it well together so I always find it really interesting if I'm having difficulty like not that this has happened so much here at the rep but it may be in previous jobs where me and a coworker really don't see eye to eye or just like we both care and we both like have conversation but like for whatever reason whenever I try to communicate with them or them to me it's always like not working out to try to be like what does my compatibility with them say and like does it give me some good advice oh does it give you some insight into like what might be the next step to make that easier yeah that's a good point before I just report them to like my supervisor or something (laughs) they're being really mean to me they're mean so mean to me (laughs) All right. Awesome. What does yours say? So I am a sun sign in Pisces and Andrew, like you said, is a sun in Capricorn. And the sun in Pisces means that I'm fundamentally dreamy, insightful, and in your own world. Um, (laughs) I love this. You exist on a chaotic plane of the divine that is not at all material. Like... Chaos is, it's so real, you guys. I can't even. So it says, for me and Andrew, this can be a very good pairing. (gasps) 
You two are different, but in mostly complementary ways. They are tied to the material world while you are sometimes lost in the more, more ethereal realm. They can help you define boundaries and find stability in the physical while you can help broaden their sometimes narrow mind to imaginative possibilities. However, their strictness could cause you to choose, close yourself off to them and your inability to effectively communicate your emotions might prove frustrating to them. Interesting. Yeah. And I think interesting as well is that Andrew's moon is a Pisces. So I think we connect that like my emotional like front is like his emotional insides. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, so he like sees the yeah, sees yeah. the chaos in you and recognizes I'm that that's legit. He has a squishy. And for today, it says on June 2nd, me and Andrew's relationship, it says, uh, Zach, you argue to exercise your mental muscles. Andrew, on the other hand, thinks they have to prove their intelligence to people. They're masking their insecurities by exaggerating their accomplishments right now. Don't interrupt. Pay attention to the inflections in their voice. Where'd you find that? My, it's right at the top. It says today. Oh. I set up all this sound equipment. Neither of you know anything <laughs> about anything. He's like, guys, I did this. <laughs> like me. <laughs> what does Jara say with Andrew for today? It says, Elise, you reflect endlessly before you decide to act. So true. And Andrew has a subdued and controlled way of getting what they want. You're both feeling creative today. Make a li- making a life choice won't kill you, even if it's the wrong one. Find virtual space to share. Oh. Wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So just, I'm going to project so the mic's can Oh, Andrew's me. off mic just yelling. Just from like, your personal experience, guys, are all Capricorn sociopaths because that's what I'm getting off CoStar. So. Oh, love it. Just like CoStar drags Libras, every Libra I know, yeah. CoStar has it out for them. Yeah. Are all Capricorn sociopaths. I think that's true, though. My brother is a Capricorn. <laughs> and everything I've ever watched of him is this like, he will incessantly like think about everything he's about to do incessantly. We'll talk. He was like, something as small as like, I think I want to get pizza for dinner. He'll think about it over and over and over and over again. And then finally I'm like, so are you going to order pizza? He's like, no, I decided not to. I'm like, what What were you just doing for 45 minutes? Like, Oh, that's so weird. Whereas me, I'm like, it comes to my brain and I'm like, I'm doing it now. Like there's no, you know, I don't, anguish so over that's the so thoughts. funny like when it comes to something like that like I you know I'm supposed to be flaky and indecisive and it's true if you have a group of people and someone says where does everyone want to get dinner yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea but as soon as someone decides on something yeah. then it's like okay yes I can get on board with that that's great that's perfect let's yeah, do it yeah, let's yeah. go and I'm yeah. like ready to plan from yeah. that point on so I think I don't think Capricorns are so sociopathic, but I definitely think that Capricorns have a hard time like like once th- once they've made up their mind and that decision's made, it's made and I think there's no turning back. But I think that process of like getting to the decision is like a anguish. Like I can't even imagine the amount of like mm. circling around that thought mm-hmm. go that goes through before it like gets uh, to the decision. Last night Alita, who is also a Capricorn. Oh no. Wife, uh, and I just uh, discussed for uh, an hour and 15 minutes where we were going to order dinner from because we decided not to cook because the kitchen's a mess she made cake. <laughs> and then after that hour and 15 minutes, decided we were just going to cook and we'd deal with it. And then 45 minutes later, ordered from a place that wasn't even on our initial <laughs> list. This is? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And I think this is a fun activity for like you to do with like boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses. Like what I think... 
figuring out like you know it's like the love languages quiz right like how yeah. do you like yeah how do you out? connect and and how do you make what are your challenges and, right and it doesn't yeah. mean you like are sucky people but like sometimes it can be helpful yeah oh that's good oh i love our little horoscope time. well that was fun yeah so we have um which song are we going to next elise and is there a little theory we need to know about it oh yeah all right so the very next one Hold on, I gotta find my notes. Um, Are we doing some Elvis? Is that next? Yes, yes. yes. So Elvis faked his death. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Cardiac arrhythmia or an irregular heartbeat can't be diagnosed in the dead, which is one of the many things in the official story that gave rise to the Alivers, the nickname given to those who think Elvis is alive. Their evidence includes the misspelling of his middle name on his tombstone. Uh-oh. It says Aaron with two A's instead of Aaron with one A. The 50-year seal on his autopsy Uh-oh. and the rumored life insurance policy they say was never cashed. Taken together, these facts lead Alivers to claim that Elvis must have faked his death. He's in good company. Michael Jackson, Tupac, David Bowie, Jim Morrison, and Andy Kaufman are also all allegedly still alive. Is Elvis the one that was now, I guess, allegedly found on the toilet? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yep. 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 He pooped himself to death or something. Oh, Jesus. Um, well, our yeah, next so, song is a beautiful one. So that's Elvis. a good one. It's one of my favorite, very, very, very favorite And it's favorite been covered songs. up the wazoo, and every cover is just so good. But this is the originally uh, Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. Wise men say Only fools rush in But I can't help Take my home. 
Grinding Rosé. Oh, it's just so beautiful. We are crying up here. I really love that song a lot. It's such a good song. And Elvis, some- if you can hear this now because you're totally still alive, appreciate the work. The, the Seacoast Rep has his Elvis comeback concert. <laughs> I'm not dead. He's like, <laughs> how old would he be now? I have no idea. I have no, no oh. idea. Ben Hart. Old. Artistic director Ben Hart doing some like shadow puppets to Ben <laughs> Elvis's <laughs> concert. That would be, he'd be in like yeah. probably his 80s. Yeah. Oh, that's not that old. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a good one. I liked that. <laughs> so we're at the time of the podcast where we have to say goodbye. Maya. We're not going to go away this time without some parting conspiracy theories, though. Oh, of course. So we'll have some about our last song in just a moment. Yes. But if, again, if you haven't followed us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please go there now. Even if you listen on Spotify and you have an iPhone, go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Give yeah. us a review. Give us a listen so that we get bumped up into some sort of algorithm recognition. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It helps other people find the Seacoast Rep. So if you've been loving what you've been hearing across all of our shows, um, we produce so much content on Seacoast Rep Radio. There's really a lot. There's quite a number of shows right now and they're all super fun. And we've almost passed like 400 listens across all of our stuff just on Apple Podcasts, which is so cool. Wild to me. I'm excited. And um, if you are looking for our playlist today as well, we always put them up on our Patreon at the $1 level. Um, You can find out more information about how to support the Seacoast Rep at seacoastrep.org. Links to our Crowdcast streams as well as our Patreon and a bunch of ways to find out and support the work that we do here. Send us some love, you know? Yeah. If you want to follow Elise and I on Instagram, you can find me at Z Ahmed Colon. Figure out how to spell it. It's in the show notes every week as well. <laughs> and Elise's Elise Coco Nono. Ooh. So our last song to play us out here today is a favorite of mine. We're not gonna reveal it. Not gonna reveal yet, it. Oh, I was like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> but Elise will tell us a little bit about it. Okay. So I just need to preface this with the uh, conspiracy of celebrity murder Uh-oh. through the ages. There's obviously tons of rumors about this. If the government hasn't killed them, someone Uh-oh. close to them has. Um, but, you know, Courtney Love murdered Kurt Cobain. The Kennedys murdered Marilyn Monroe. Jimi Hendrix was killed by his manager. Um, another really good one is Paul Walker. Do you remember Paul yeah. Walker, the actor who died in a car like crash? For speed guy. Um, his brakes were sabotaged when he stumbled upon an effort to sterilize Filipino citizens My with gosh. medication hidden in food from relief efforts. Oh, God. So that's wild. Um, but I think the really, really good one is that Lady Gaga killed Lou Reed. Who is Lou Reed? <laughs> Great question. Uh, <laughs> the singer? A singer? Velvet singer? Underground? Mm, mm-hmm. no? Yes. Okay. Singer yes. Lou Reed. Yes. From, from, the from the Velvet uh, Underground. We'll, we'll definitely have to listen to some um, Lou but Reed. But this was... 
This is the story begins in 2012 when Lady Gaga enlisted Lou Reed as a highly paid consultant while she was working on her album Art Pop, which she intended as an homage to some of the Velvet Underground's greatest hits. But Lou Reed apparently thought Gaga's homages were more like ripoffs and worse, they failed to capture the provocative nature of the Velvet Underground. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So Lady Gaga was furious with this reaction and injected him with polonium, which is a poisonous element, while he was recovering from surgery. Wow. So in honor of that really delicious conspiracy theory, we are going to play, as Zach was saying, one of his favorite songs. This is Applause by uh, Lady Gaga on the album Art Pop. Bye, everyone. Live for the applause, 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 live for the applause, pause, 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 live for the applause,